You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pork Pals Podcast. As usual, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Maeve and Donna Marie, who's giving me the finger because I literally were trying to record because me and Maeve got have to leave in a while, and Donna Marie just won't stop talking. So go on, Donna Marie. Now you can you can tell all the listeners about your hair color because you know we just wanted to record the podcast. <laughs> So come on, Donnery, tell us. No, I just carry on giving you the finger through the phone. <laughs> What's the crack? So right. How's your week been, Donna Marie? It's grand. I'm better. Any news for us? Anything exciting you want to tell the listeners about? Any decisions you've made over the past few days? Any revelations? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just going to enjoy my cup of tea. And Maeve, how are you? Oh, I'm great. It's my favourite time of the year and it's only six weeks till Christmas. It's the most wonderful time. And can, can, of I just, can I just say I'm already sick of Christmas movies because Here, do you know what constantly I'm on in our house. I've only started with the Hallmark ones. I haven't even started into oh, the other ones. Same, same. Have them little old Hallmarky channels on Christmas 24 and all that. Here, do you know what I have a pen in my bollocks with? Being that tick cunt that's organised. Because as we all know, I love to be organised, right? So for the last, I don't know, five, six weeks, every time I'm doing a bit of shopping, throwing a few bits extra into the basket, build up <laughs> all the stuff for Christmas. I know what's coming here. Yeah. Wake up this morning. What do Tesco and Aldi do? Flog the fucking chocolates for two ninety nine. What chocolates? The, rose, the box? The roses, quality street, heroes, celebration. All knocked down to two ninety nine this morning. Made the dumb cunt paid five fifty for them weeks ago. Well, I don't know why you were paying five fifty because they were four ninety nine anywhere I saw them. So no, five fifty was over the top. Paid five fifty for two of them, and then I got two for ten on the other wow. two. Wow. Yeah, my mom she got them for me two for ten. So I'm like a fucking pig now. I'm like, why? Why did I bother me whole? Yeah, well, look, we're in the same boat. Well, we didn't, we didn't actually buy sweets, and we hadn't planted. Well, what we did instead was we went to Kildare Village to Lint, and I'd say we bought six boxes of the chocolates for Christmas instead of actually buying the tubs. Yeah, because we like got four. I got four boxes out of Lint, and uh, there four other people. But I went in the other day. There, Killian was in my face about the advent calendar. Price of it. That's what I said to him when he said to me, I was like, Killian, they've mad expensive. Yeah, and you have to make the thing up yourself. Like, you got to buy the calendar and you got to buy your own chocolates to go in it, yeah. which, and they're the individual ones, which, let, for anyone, okay, that doesn't know the store, but can get on board with the price of pick and mix. Just think of pick and mix and how expensive <laughs> it is. And these things are solid balls of fucking chocolate. Now, you can imagine how much they charge for a fucking marshmallow. How much they're going to charge for a solid ball of chocolate? That's an expensive. It is lint chocolate. I mean, come on. It's just lint chocolate. It's, it's lovely, gone. but why do I need a calendar? I can just, you know, buy a few boxes and go to the fridge every day and pick a ball I out. The, I love the pistachio one out there, and they don't sell them in boxes. And I, I like the coconut. Pistachio. I love the red orange one. I like the coconut. It tastes exactly like here, here's another thing, like 90, maybe 99% of the followers won't know what we're talking about, won't give a bollocks either. But <laughs> literally had to get out of my bed at three o'clock this morning to try and get a slot for my Christmas shopping to be delivered. Lads, it's like you'd swear we were getting tickets for Crow Park to go and watch one of the biggest bands on the planet. Like, yeah. I woke up it's at six. Done stars. I want me shopping delivered on the 23rd of December. I had to get up at three o'clock this morning to make sure I got a poxy slot. Yeah, they released the I Christmas did, dates today. And when I did, there was four slots left for the 23rd. Four fucking slots. So I well, got we, one. We got ours. I woke up at six. 
and was able to snag the time that we wanted. But like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's getting your shopping delivered. It's the middle of November and we have to worry about when our shopping has been delivered several days before Christmas. And I know there's got to be people out out there saying, listen, you lazy fucks, just go to the store. Well, do you know what? Some of us are fucking busy. Some of us just don't have time. Plus, we spend spend more money when we go to the shop. Some of us just fucking hate people and have absolute social anxiety and can't be arsed for going to the shop any time of the year. Exactly. I I, I got caught last year. Got caught last year. Had to go to Dunn's last year to do my weekly shop because I didn't get a slot. And I swear to God, it was the most anxious two hours of my week. Yeah, Christmas food shopping is not a pleasant experience. It really isn't. It's fucking awful. Let's face it, it's awful. It's not enjoyable. Yes, you know, like now, if you go out, like now, if I go out and do a bit of Christmas shopping, and up for the next few weeks, we'll say you're going out and you're out and about, and it's lovely, and the atmosphere is great, and everybody's walking with their head up instead of just looking at the ground, and they're all saying hello, and the music is lovely. But see, Christmas week when the panic is set in. No way, man. It's like fucking madhouse. No way. Because it's the worst part. It's the bit everyone hates. No one enjoys doing the food shop. And if you do, well, you know, you're probably a psycho. So. Yeah. And then you get all them people that are out there that left their actual gift shopping to the last minute. My husband's one of them. I'm totally organized. I have everything done. Everything's either. I have everything bar one thing in the house and the other thing is en route. Yeah. It's in transit as we speak. Yeah, we've only Ken... two people left to buy for for Christmas and we're done. Yeah. Ken's one of them. He's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'll tell him what I want for Christmas. And if I left it up to him, he'd go out Christmas week and everything that I wanted wouldn't exist be anymore because it would be gone. So what I have to do is tell him what I want and I have ordered three things to the house already. <laughs> and when they come, I just hand them to them and say, here's one of my gifts. <laughs> and I it's went so, down it's so romantic. The romance is just, romance is alive. But Joe, well. I'm them. I'd rather tell him what I wanted and get what I want than let him think he knows what I want. And go out and buy me something that I cannot stand. I mean, look, I'm not going to, like, you guys know what Ken buys me when he's left to his own devices. <laughs> and we're not going to tell the listener that he likes to try and dress you up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's just, let's no. just say that Donna's husband has a little bit of a fetish for, like, gym leggings and the like. So, you know, we won't, you know, we're, we just, we keep that, we'll keep that one quiet. <laughs> So, yeah, I do not let my husband buy from me anymore. I tell him what I want. I fucking order it myself. If it's, if I think he's not going to order it in time, I'll order it myself. <laughs> and, yeah, so I went down to the outlets the other night and I went into, is it Elemis or Elmis? Elemis. I say Elemis because yeah. that's how it's spelled. Elemis. Yeah, is it Elmis or Elemis? Anyway, we went in there, picked a set, handed it to him. And I got him to buy me an Owl Rituals advent calendar as well. Nice. And it's right, a good job you didn't. It's a good book. job you forgot to go into Lululemon, considering it wasn't there. Oh my god, I'm mortified. I went down like these listeners are coming in to uh, talk about below deck and winter house, and here I am banging a bit on about my Christmas shopping. Anyway, I'll tell you one more story. Just one more story. Yeah, I went we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, folks. We'll get to it in a minute. Look, let's face it. There's not that much, you know, this week. I went down to them outlets, right, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw a Lululemon shop. I was not seeing things. It's there. The signage is there. And I was like, okay, shit, I should have gone into Lululemon. So then the other night I went back down with my husband and children to Lululemon. But because I had my husband and children, I got dragged into Starbucks, dragged dragged into fucking Lint Chocolate, 
dragged into vans. And then I went to a couple of stores myself, got back into the car. They were like, can we go out for dinner? Can we go out for dinner? Can we go out for dinner? Sitting in Junction 14. And I was like, fuck, I forgot to go into Lululemon. That was the whole reason I went down there. And then I was checking on the website to see what they were doing for Black Friday and it wasn't listed. That's when I text you. I'm like, is it even down there? Yeah. And, and one, you Google, me it was on one Google search later revealed it was a pop-up shop. Um, not a few weeks ago, but one, two, three months ago, four months ago. Well, you want to take the fucking signage down then? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Anyway, I have to order it online now. So Donna Marie is quite upset. They do have stores in Dublin, Donna Marie. They have a store in Grafton Street. And Dundrum. You're not going all the way up to fucking Dublin just to go to one shop. No way. But there's plenty of other stores up there too. I've been living in Leash too long now. I hate going up to Dublin if I don't, if unless I have to. Like I'll go up if I have to. Yeah. But I don't. Look, we go up for work. Do you know what I mean? We drive up to Dublin for work and Houston stations as close as I like to get to the centre. And then I like to organise a couple of shopping trips through the year where I'm allowed to go to Dublin. What do you mean you're allowed? You're allowed to go anytime you want. You can go absolutely anytime you want yeah. shopping, but trips where car. I'm going to be involved and I'm willing to be involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I get the car and I can just put my shopping bags in the boot and I have to drag them home. The bags are breaking. I, couldn't, I wouldn't mind an out trip to Blanche. It's been a long time since I was up in Blanche. Like a long time. Maybe we should do like one trip, like midweek when your kids are in school. We'll go like you drop your kids off, and we'll go like early morning when we're off or something. Yeah, we'll collect you in the room. We'll collect you. We'll bring you, and we'll be back by the time the kids get out of school. Just make sure it's around Mickey Money Day, lads. For this. Oh, for our American listeners, Mickey Money Day is Children's Allowance Day, and it's the once a month when parents get money from the government to allow feed, clothes, basically keep their children alive and keep going. Donna Marie usually uses it for booking holidays or, you know, buying stuff for herself. <laughs> bottles of great bottles of great goose, bottles of whispering angel, things like that, you know, essential items for the household. That is not true. <laughs> Right, let's get down to what we can okay, here. Okay, I'm ready to talk about blow deck now. Per- perfect segue, because the girls were drinking Whispering Angel on their little booze cruise the other night. I, I, I have to say, that was the lamest fucking booze cruise ever. Why would you want to go on a booze cruise when you're on a yacht? I like them guests. I definitely think the charter, the primary, had a smack for Jack. Do you? Oh, yeah. The primary, the ugly troll of the group. It was easy to see how she had, like, you know, good-looking friends because she had money. God love her. She must have. She was definitely born on the ugly tree. Stop that. That's not nice. Here, listen, I'm actually delighted that we get to talk about Jack this week because we've seen him for the few episodes. But, you know, I, I'm happy now that we, have, we can have a good chat about Chef Jack this week. He keeps week. being edited out. Yeah. It, well, in my opinion, is he keeps being edited out because he's not part of the drama. He's just yeah. there cooking the food. I, I do agree. I don't yeah. think we're seeing everything that's going on with Jack. So it's it, it's nice to kind of see a bit more of his personality. I don't think we're seeing half of the fun that's being had on that boat with other people. Because of the fucking drama that's going on in the interior. Yeah, like there was a whole segment. Was it last week or the week before when they set up for the Hello the Hello Kitty birthday party? And mm. like they were showing clips of stuff that happened that they hadn't shown us. And it was like, why hadn't you shown us this? Why wasn't this in the previous mm. episode? This week by far was my favorite week in terms of like Seeing everybody. I mean, the night out was brilliant. Lara was just going around wearing the face off. Lara, the the lady killer. She is a legend. Max was just getting down and dirty with one. And it was just, it was so much 
fun. That night out like looked like a lot of fun. I think I'd enjoy myself now if I was with them. Oh, would you have been throwing your lips onto Lara? Well, now, if I had enough fucking whispering angel in me, I probably would have, yeah. No, <laughs> fairness. In <laughs> fairness. Let's be honest. Nothing you haven't done before. Let's be straight oh. about it. <laughs> can we can we talk about Max now for a second? Because I don't know about the rest of you. My, my, I'm starting to soften on Frenchie. Just a little yeah, I like bit. Him. Just a little he's bit. He's funny. He's funny. Like, he's he's a character. He's funny. Yeah, no, he I is like funny. Him. But there's still nothing between his two ears. Oh, no. Thank God. Like, I mean, he's lucky he's beautiful because if he hadn't got beauty, that kid would be fucking... He'd be banging on the side of the streets and probably forgetting to hold the cup up. Like, I have a question. Yeah, he's dumb as dishwater. Like. I have a question. And if there's any people that are from France or live in France or have lived in France that listen to this podcast, please get in touch and let me know. Do all French boys read books about sex because I've worked with a couple of French in the past and they did the same. Is this how they become known worldwide as great lovers because they all fucking read books? Well, like, let's let's be let's like go back in time a little quick history lesson like the french were the french basically were the one of the first to come up with the idea of you know giving a woman oral sex that is not that's a big taboo in so many cultures but oh yeah oh massive oh yeah oh very much so yeah yeah that's that's not a thing. That's that's in certain cultures. That's just not a thing that's talked about. Like I mean, yeah. men men do it, but it's a bit of a you know nobody speaks about it. Did not know that. Oh yeah, very much so. At least they do it because if you didn't do it, Jesus, it'd be awful boring. <laughs> you know, my fucking smurf balls Uh but yeah, no, this is not like I mean, yeah, women think women think they're 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 constantly trying to get out of it themselves, but there's whole cultures there where men are like, no, that's not, that's not my job. Maybe the French are all handed a karma sutra for their 18th birthday or something. Who knows? Well, I don't know, but maybe they're just a bunch of lazy fuckers and they'd rather sit around reading about sex than doing a day's work. <laughs> I do like him though anyway. So yeah, he's growing on me. We keep him. I don't want I'm dying to know who's gonna get fired. Like I, I mean, how far off are we? Are we do killed? we know someone gets fired? It's me yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, okay. it was in the trailer. Somebody oh, yeah. here. How my jaw hit the deck when uh Jack told Sandy he was after doing a shot and she told him to pack his shit. It was so nice editing. It was nice editing, yeah. I have to say. My face just dropped, like, dropped. I was like, no. Until your face <laughs> dropped. You wanna, his face fucking dropped. <laughs> I was remembering a conversation I'd had in DMs with Jack. And I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah, it didn't. He didn't get fired. And I am so, in all fairness, I've, like, backed Sandy up on this podcast for a long time now. Had she fired Jack, I would have been on here bitching about Sandy. It would have been a harsh firing. Like, I mean, look, yes, you're not supposed to drink on charter and it's a hard and fast rule. And that's fine. It was one shot. Yeah, and it's not like he's to go and drive the boat or anything. Like, he's going to as well. Like, I mean, uh, look, I don't know. Like, I suppose rules are rules or whatever. But if I... Well, it's a safety safety thing. If something happens on the boat... All the crew have to be there to help get the guests off and they're involved in the safety. It's it's no different than flight crew or wouldn't be allowed to drink on a yes, plane, yes. even during but, a long flight. I get that. But if he was doing loads of shots, I would have been like, here, get the fuck. But I certainly wouldn't have sat down in the crew mess and been like, you need to go and tell Sandy that he did one fucking shot. I mean, he's from Liverpool. He might as well have done a fucking shot on my waddy. 
Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, I'm sure Jack can handle. I'm sure Jack, even though he says he doesn't do shots, and like seriously, you know, I don't even do shots. Like, ask anyone, ask anyone, call the crew up. What do you want? What do you want to have a fucking trial? Bring out our witnesses. No, uh, Jack does not take shots in the night. Out. <laughs> seriously, dude, just, just you took a shot, like there's no need for the embellishments. I don't know if I would have like. If I was Toomey, I wouldn't have given a shot. I wouldn't have ratted him out. I definitely wouldn't have. I, I don't know. I just. She's a rat. She's a fucking rat. She's a yeah, snitch. I feel like she she would have snitched. Yeah, she put him in a position where he had no choice but to go. And, and thank God he did. Thank God he was smart enough to not to say to himself, you know what, I'm just going to go fucking tell him myself because I don't trust Well, did you know he kind of ran a boy, Luca? He kind of did a little yeah. pass by with Luca and said, look, then I had the shot, you know, and Luca was like, oh, yeah, it's not the end of the world. And he was like, you know, I was going to go and tell Luca's like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. You know, yeah. and he got his confirmation that, yeah, OK, maybe I should just come clean. It's one shot. How bad could it be? Plus, it has to be in the back of his mind. I am the chef. It's going to yeah. take a little bit more for me to get fired to get than fired. a normal yeah. crew member. I think Timmy was just jealous. And I don't think she actually likes Jack. So whatever she can do to get rid of him. Because she told Jess in the hopes probably Jess would run around and go, oh, my God, you won't believe what Jack did. Yeah. Like, what was that about? Why not that type. Why why go and start talking about it knowing that you're setting, setting, possibly setting in motion a chain of events where it does get back to. But that's why you. Because she's a rat. Yeah, exactly. I, I do well, not since like since we're on the whole Jessica, since we're on the whole Jessica Toomey, you know, let's talk about that situation. I mean, we'll start off. I don't, yeah, where do you even fucking start with right, this? Well, let's like, start at the start Toomey. of this whole mess, which was last week when Toomey fucking dropped Jess in it with Kyle and just repeated verbatim what Jess said. Which she's number one, she shouldn't yeah. be doing. She's a manager, she was told something in confidence, and instead of handling it, she just went and said, Oh, this is what she's saying about you. Like she was just she yeah. was bitching about Jess to Kyle. I look, I totally agree with you. I feel like she was behaving like a Jew instead of a chief shoe. Where at the end of the day, you're a chief stew. Those three stews should be able to come to you, speak to you in confidence. And instead of you running around, ratting out this and making it seem worse than this, you handle it. Yeah, You handle it differently, a different approach to when you're just a normal stew. She is in the middle of the drama instead of being trying to solve the drama. She's as big a problem as anyone there. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. And I just, and it's not, I just don't, I'm at the stage now where I don't think it's like one person. I think Toomey, Kyle and Natalia are all as bad as each other at the oh, edge. They're all as bad as each other. Like, I mean, I'm not going to stand here and say, like, Natalia's stirring the pot. She's a little bit more conniving about it because she does like, oh, did you see the text messages? Oh, what? about the laugh. Well, did you think that laugh was okay? I agree with what Jess said when Jess turned around and said, you know, I didn't really think about it until Natalia brought it to my mind and all of a sudden now we're thinking about it. Natalia's quite manipulative. And we've seen her do, we've seen her manipulate before. She was manipulating Storm last year um, when they were together. So I do think she definitely has that in her. And like, let's face it, she's probably manipulating around her because she's getting her ass manipulated by her fella. So. Yeah. There's a lot I going do. on there. I, I think she like that. She wants to cause trouble. She wants to store the pot. She wants, she, she tries on the drama. And then, I mean, violent. So does Kyle. Vile Kyle is what I'm calling Kyle is a yeah. horrible, horrible person. He is so angry and fucking hurt. But it's the only words I could use to describe him. I mean, I've never met anyone that is as 
hurt as him because hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And just see that fucking panic attack. That was not a panic attack. Oh my god, it was the fakest panic attack. Look, you're talking not- to two, you're talking to people who've had panic attacks. You're talking to people who suffer with anxiety, who've had these issues. That is not a fucking panic attack. No. That's a fucking spaz attack because that you're a was, moron. That was this is my way to get out of it. Become the victim. Oh yeah. yeah. This is how I become the victim. In this now, this is how I get the sympathy. He well, like, felt that the sympathy was leaning more towards Jess because Toomey told him to be speak nice to her. So he's like, "Okay, well, how can I get everyone to feel sorry for Kyle instead?" I know I'll fucking hit the deck and pretend I'm dizzy. Yeah, like it's like it's like when a child when you give out to a child and you go oh look I'm not going to talk to you for a while come back to me and then within like 10 minutes they go, oh I'm after hurting my finger I have a sore finger now so you have to talk to them like I don't know about anyone else but the, if I feel dizzy or faint at all it doesn't happen very often but when I do I aim straight away for the nearest thing to sit down I'm looking for a couch or a chair God, I have to sit down he's walking around in the middle of the floor going oh I'm dizzy oh I'm dizzy well, if you're that fucking dizzy, aim for a chair. And then the dramatic drop to the knees. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, seriously. Like, James Brown would have been proud of that fucking drop to the knees. Holy <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just can't. I'm not dehydrated. I drank plenty of water today. Oh, I'm not dehydrated. And I'd say he's after taking so much abuse between Bravo Con and online because he has literally deactivated social media. He has got thing, the thing I find hilarious is that his his boyfriend, his fiance, whatever you want to call him, was literally in our DMs three weeks ago, or three, four weeks ago, talking about all the shit that was going on. And mm-hmm. next minute, I mean the next day or two days later, Kyle blocked us. Yeah. But and we weren't even going in on it. But the fiance still still hasn't blocked us. No, the fiance is the lines of communication are still open there. But yeah, Kyle just blocked us out of nowhere. Boom. And we weren't even going to and he went to the trouble of going to our personal pages on Instagram and blocking us, not just our poor pals account. Well that seems to be a fucking that seems to be a habit. Yeah, he's gone off social media because I suppose it's because of the backlash. I mean but it's he's deserved. not painting himself in a good light. And I mean, the way at the end of the night when they were in the crew mess and he literally went from not to a hundred over the LGBTQA plus at, at max and then went in on Natalia. And I was like, wow. You've been like, a fake ass bitch from day one. Well, poor Max. Like he was just trying to be all inclusive. Yes. And yeah. just everybody yeah. loves each other. He, he didn't. He looked. What Kyle was saying, I understood what he was saying. But the minute he starts to deliver it in an aggressive manner, that's it. In my eyes, he's losing. He, there was a way to explain it to Max. You know, and if Max wasn't going to get it because he too much drinking, then do it another time. Talk about it later. But the moment Kyle became aggressive in his delivery. But he didn't even, but he never even tried to explain. I get both sides. I get what Max was on about. And I I think Max is right. Yeah. (laughs) The overall aim should be for everybody to be included equally. That's not what we have now, which is why we have, this is why the movement is there. However, Um, Kyle failed to explain to Max the need for a separate movement. Now, the movement, let's not get into the ins and outs of it, but there's more letters in the movement than are even in the fucking alphabet at this stage. And I'm not even sure they know what they stand for because there's so many different factions in it. But, which is probably why Max is thinking, well, just why can't we be all the same? You've everybody else under that umbrella. That's where that's where you know I look the ignorance comes from at the end of the day. I am a straight person. 
I will never, ever understand what it's like to be judged or, you know, like treated in any type of way because of my sexual preferences. I'll never, I'll never understand where a gay man, a lesbian, a trans, I'm never going to understand that because it's never going to happen to me. I'm never going to get treated like that because I'm straight. So I get that side of it as well. So I'm an ally and that's all I can ever be is an ally to them and whatever they need from me, they can have. Yeah. And I don't think you can do much more. Like I, I, no. I think the fuck, I hate the word ally. I think it's ridiculous. It makes it sound like it's a big conflict. I support them. I support their rights. That's it. I, yeah. I the, the word ally is lost on me. But I think the no. whole conversation was just a disaster because Max had a point and Kyle failed to explain what he really meant in any way, shape, oh, or form. Well, it was all it was all fueled with alcohol. Yeah. I mean there are certain things. So you don't do talk about under the influence. Yeah. <laughs> and let's face it, whether people like to admit it or not, the LGBT plus because I don't know the rest of the letters, movement is a political movement because they're trying to influence policy and change people yeah. and change minds, yeah. and it's there all political. There are two things you do not discuss under the influence of alcohol, politics and religion. Yeah. yeah. And that whole thing, that sits squarely in the middle. That sits squarely in the middle between the two. Because, you know, some people are against because of their religion and, you know, other people because of their politics. So so that's where it went wrong and that's where it ended. So I'm actually really curious to see now what happens next week. And, you know, I mean, I saw the little clip where Kyle and Natalia are still at odds. But I'm hoping that the next morning there's a conversation between Kyle and Max where, you know, it's... Can someone explain this to me? Because this is the bit that gets me, right? I remember last season. I know you two remember last season as well. Why the fuck does Natalia think that her and Kyle are friends at all? I don't know. I don't get that. I don't understand that either because last season they were not friends. This is what happened last season. It was Kyle and Natasha versus Natalia. So I don't know what happened off air for them to decide they had a friendship. I don't know. Yeah, it must have been something off air because it would make no sense. Why would they even want to work together again? I don't know. Well, they're working together. Like, I mean, look, if you want to be on the show, you want to be on the show and that's it. You you don't really get a choice and it's going to feed into the drama. But the stuff that happened last season between the two of them, I don't think there's any walking back that walking that back to friendship level. There's walking it back to be able to coexist in a department and working together. But I just don't ever say, I would never in a million years have any sort of friendship with somebody who treated me the way Kyle treated Natalia last season. I just oh. couldn't do it because it says to me that's who they are. Yeah, the head of house. This, this is the second season of the two of them just being an absolute shit show. And this whole interior is just one big giant shit show this season. And Which we is, now know that yeah. they don't get invited back for another season. We're not going to see that group together again anyway next season. We know no, that for sure. They're done, Yeah, they're done. I think the best now Natalia can hope for is an invite to Winterhouse next year. And that's probably the height of it. Even Luke has gone off her. Yeah, this episode Lucas moved on. Well, we do, we, we, we do know he moves on. If anyone was watching the trailers closely, I'm not even going to say it because people get fucking upset over spoilers, but we know Luca moves on. Yeah, we do. And speaking of moving on, why let's don't we move, move on, on to Winterhouse? Let's move on to Winterhouse. <laughs> now, can we just say that one member of the crew decided that, you know, <laughs> she didn't have to watch Winterhouse this week. I wasn't going to do it, but nah, fuck that. I'm going to throw her under the bus now. She's hiding here. Donna Marie. I forgot. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. 
Probably because I had to set me alarm for three o'clock this morning to get up and order my Christmas shopping. <laughs> but I swear to God, I forgot. Yeah. I just came home this morning and I got stuck into fumigating the teenager's bedroom and scrubbing the gaff. I, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Hang on. Because off air, you told us another thing that you did. That was after. That was after. What I did you home. do? I fumigated. <laughs> what did you do? Tell the listeners what you did. I fumigated the teenager's bedroom. I cleaned the other bedrooms. I went downstairs. I made myself a cup of coffee. And I said, right, I have a little bit of time now. I think I'll watch some. <laughs> what did you watch, Donna Marie? I watched Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset. <laughs> Selling Sunset. Hmm. Now, for the listener who won't know, we sat in Donna Marie's oh. house about a week and a half ago, having a conversation about selling sunset. And Donna Marie decided to tell us, mm, no, she went off at last season, wasn't a big fan, didn't think she was going to watch this season. But this week and she you just... told me to watch it. You told me to watch it. So I fucking did. And in my defence, for the last God knows how many weeks, my schedule has been Monday and Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. And now that Real Housewives of New York is over, it's changed to Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I just forgot. <laughs> okay, we'll forgive you. But let's crack on. I just Let's just jot it down to human error. Move on. I'm I, I, I just wanted the listener to, to understand why Donna Marie wasn't going to be as, you know, vocal on this. Because, like, we have to explain that away because it's not often Donna Marie is quiet. Why don't I, instead of like, you know, being a, a co-host, why don't I act as if I am a listener and, you know, ask you some questions about the episode? Well, there you go. Let's, <laughs> let's do it, Donna Marie. Let's do it. Let's, let's... Okay, so what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, you know what? It's literally like being interviewed by Piers Morgan. It really is. <laughs> It's, it's it's like being at an evening with I, I feel like interrogated now. Oh my god, the lights are shining on me. Okay, get on with it. Come on, what happened? Tell me everything. Dying to know. Well, Danielle has seen Alex move on with Jordan in the corner having chats, and she seems a bit and, jealous. And even though I shouldn't say she she's not a happy bunny. And did she have sexy time with Alex? Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, she did. Oh, there was there was pen there was penetration there. Alex Alex busted the pinata. <laughs> oh my god! Because the last I saw, she was wearing the face off in the hot tub, and as she was, he was climbing out, or she was climbing out of the hot tub. she told him to go crack on with Jordan. That was two weeks ago. No, it wasn't. It was last week. It wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago. Oh fuck off! It's last week. <laughs> No, that was I'm pretty sure that was two weeks ago. But anyway. Wasn't. It was last week. Okay, let's not get into a row over what happened when. But let's just say that yeah, Alex Alex parked the boat and now he's looking for another slip. He's moved on. He wants to dock the ship somewhere else. Ooh, Alex, I am not impressed with you, pal. But he keeps saying it. He's single. It's supposed to be casual sex. Oh, was... and what did he say? He said something about drunk Alex doesn't make the right decisions that sober Alex would make. Yeah, yeah. Drunk Alex. In other words, drunk Alex is is led by little Alex, and when little when the drink flows, little Alex leads the way. Well, listen, I think the same could be said for a lot of fucking men. So, I mean, we'll forgive him for that. <laughs> He banged Danielle and now he's looking to go on to Jordan. Please tell me Jordan has some class and is like, uh-uh, I, I, I ain't no sloppy seconds. I don't want your sloppy seconds. Like now, When she's over Corey. Yeah. Vagina says no. And Corey. The vagina has spoken and she says no. So, but Cor that's after, that's after she I mean, I think. Anyone who saw the shit he was wearing at Bravo Con's vagina now says no to Corey. 
<laughs> I think Corey looked like a vagina at BravoCon. And anyone who follows our social media knows what I think because I fucking posted it during the week on our Instagram. Any female who had a smack for him before BravoCon no longer has a fucking smack for him. Like, it's as one of the, uh, one of our followers messaged and was like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, what about Sandoval? And that's what I thought when I saw him. I was like, is he trying to be Sandoval? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, the listener thought Sandoval's outfit was worse with the kilt. Personally, I don't agree because Sandoval. I responded and I was like, we expect Sandoval to show up and shit yeah. like this. Yeah. I did not expect Corey to wrap up like that. No, and I think what Sandoval did, and I hate talking about him, but I think what he did is more in keeping with him as a person and his personality. Like he's a yeah. dick. But at least he's an on-brand dick in a fucking kilt. Whereas Corey is not on-brand in that outfit. Like, that's something you would have seen on America's Next Top Model 10 years ago. I have a question about Corey. Now, it's about BravoCon. There was, like, literally, look, last week when BravoCon was on, as you know, I was bedridden with me back. (laughs) So I did my absolute best to keep Sex up with Bravo. Right? Did my best to keep up with BravoCon, but I failed miserably because most of the time I was on painkillers that made me very woozy. Anyway, listen, were him and Sam together at BravoCon? Were they photographed together? Were they? Not because it's just I saw. Saw, I saw a little thing on her Instagram today where she was after getting flowers sent to her with a lovely little message from Gabby. Saying, I know you're going through it and you deserve to have flowers and all. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. going on here? Well, I did see, and it was kind of topical because, and I think I may have even pointed it out to Maeve last week, was that it, you could kind of see what was going to happen with Winterhouse based on who Sam was photographed with at BravoCon. And, Bravo Con, and Sam was photographed with Katie, Malia, you know, quite a few of the girls from the house. So she had no issues with any of the girls in the house. Was she photographed with him, though? I never saw one photograph of the two of them together. I mean, I think... I and think I, 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 I was on her Instagram. I, I did I see. Vaguely remember him being asked on the panel, was he was him and Sam still in a relationship? And he leaned in and kissed her. But he did not answer the question. Yeah. He uh, just leaned in. Yeah. And, like, when you're wearing an outfit like he wore, I think... Having a female on your arm when you're getting that picture taken would do a lot to deflect. You know, you could you could pass it off if you're part of a couple. You know. Oh yeah, she made me dress like this. Well, not even so much that, but it, it, things never look as bad when there's two of you there. Do you know what I mean? You I know. I have a sneaky suspicion they're not together anymore. Well, look. Now there was said a couple of months ago. Uh, do you know them blind items? That supposedly mm. he was swiping right on everything in Charlestown when she wasn't there. But does does it surprise anyone? Me? Like he's no. hated. Like Corey is not like mm. Like anyone that's on social no. media to do with Bravo at all knows that Corey is just not a liked character. Which but I think is why, why he's not a main cast member for Summerhouse. But isn't that he wasn't invited back for a main as a main cast member for Summerhouse because of some tweets that resurfaced mm, and yeah. at that point Winterhouse had already been filmed so I was actually surprised to see him at BravoCon I didn't think they would I think but, it's because Winterhouse is on now and I think yeah, he didn't so have I, him I don't know that we'll see him again or we yeah, might it, it could be the end of Corey yeah yeah it could be okay, the end so what of else happens? <laughs> so Tom and Tom and Katie are still doing well for most of the episode. We're still dancing around each other. Katie's got a bad. Am I right, Nate? Yeah, she has a bad. But then he's all like, "Oh, it's the same white name as my ex-wife." Like he's talking. Do about you know that what? One. I think they'd make a lovely couple. And I mean, like, I mean, it would be great if Katie could go in and just change her name or something. But I think they'd make a nice couple. 
be a name. Who cares? But like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of pluses here for Tom because any monogram stuff that he has in the house, the Katie didn't take, he can hang on to now. All the T and K signs and stuff <laughs> like that. Man, you're, you're fucking in there like swimwear. Take him out of the garage, stick him back on the walls and you're king. <laughs> the money this will save him. He's not looking at the bigger picture here. He's not thinking holistically here. Love it. I think they'd make a nice couple. Yeah, the most they've done this episode is Malia has asked Tom for his hat to give to Katie. Yeah, and they kiss oh. at the end of the car. We see you see you see them kissing in the car at the literally very end of the episode. So they've kissed. Oh, I so like that. I'm hoping there has been Amanda. movement. Amanda, Amanda has shown up. Amanda's now at the house. Um, she's still sick though. Like she skipped out on. They had yeah. a Bollywood night. Where uh, Brian was supposed to organize and cook it all. He organized the costumes and he took direction from his mother on how everybody else should cook the food. But that was about the limit of what Brian did. You're saying that with a little smirk in your face there, as if you've never had a phone call with your mother to ask her what you needed to do to prepare a meal. Of course, but I've, I've done it myself. What do you mean? Like, like, I'll ring her, ask her what to do, and I'll do it. He oh, so he didn't do anything. He was just instructing the others to do it all. Yeah, like, they'd ask him how much garlic, oh, I'll ring me ma. How much potatoes, oh, I'll ring me ma. How much tomatoes, I'll ring me ma. Yeah, like, he wasn't cooking. He was, he was just, he was basically a fucking medium between the people cooking and his mother. Like, he might as well not be, if he'd have handed the phone number over, he might not, he shouldn't have, he needed, didn't need to be there. I never watched Family Karma now. I believe it's good, so maybe someday I will. But oh, like, I wonder if he, like, I wonder he, if he like, the like, baby of the family because, like, you know... Is he not I an only look, child? No, I, I don't know. I've never watched it. But sometimes I look at my Kai and I'm like, do you know what? That's how Kai's going to be in a few years because I mollycoddle him like he's my baby. He better he not turn out like Brian or else I'll give him a fucking slap. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, will you make me noodles? Of course I will, son. Whereas, well, he is still quite small. You, you mollied all your fucking kids. I did. I did, and I still do sometimes. Yeah, but the others... Oh, I am you, teaching them. You do make the others make shit, as lazy as they are. Yeah, I am teaching them to take care of themselves, like, because yeah. I know what it's like to, you know... Marry someone whose mother Molly cuddled him. <laughs> <laughs> and who can't serve a sausage roll without it being raw. <laughs> I I only said it to him the other day, like when my back was out and all and he was having to cook and all. I was like, 16 years, 16 fucking years, and all you've learned how to cook is a poxy spag ball and a roast bleeding dinner. Does like something has to change thing, here. Does he still put but the spaghetti on, anyway. in at the same time as the as the mince? Does he still do that? No. No, he's mastered it now. He has yeah. mastered spaghetti. He has mastered a roast dinner. In recent the recent week and a half, he has mastered Tika. He From did the Thai. He did the Thai. He did the Thai red curry there for me. Wow. When I was out of action. Yeah. Yeah. Did it. And it was nice. You imagine a guy so, yeah, who spent who spent like time in Thailand with me would have you know been a bit more, you know, with the food. But he's coming around. Like it's only nine him. years since I'll me and him were in Thailand. I'll get him there. I'll get him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, that was that was it. There wasn't a whole point more in winter house. Oh, Riley showed up. Riley's there. Riley's back. Wait, oh, she's going around with a pocket knife on a Riley, Riley went to the pub carrying a pocket knife in her waistband. I am literally going to finish this and I'm going to go and watch that episode because I fucking love Riley. I loved her on Below Deck. She was batshit crazy. Loved yeah. her. She, so drove from, she drove from Florida in her van up to Colorado. She, oh, yeah. Because she had her boat. She, she has her boat down in Miami at the moment. Did she bring her little ferret with her? No, she just brought her flip flops. Yeah, minus it was like what minus twenty or something, and Riley gets out of the van and in flip flops. It's it's cool. 
I love Riley, like love her. In and I'm dying to yeah. see her in an environment where she's not working because when she, yes. was, she was blowing below deck, she was always going to get fired. Yeah. Because she was so fucking crazy. She just gives zero fucks. So I'm dying to see her. I in love this Riley. She's one of my favorite um, below deck characters ever. You, yes. you couldn't have mm-hmm. her. You couldn't employ her ever. She's a hard worker, but if if it's only her, yeah. I would employ her all day to work by yeah. herself. But she Love can't her. work with other people. And listen, I'd give my left arm now to see her be a full time cast member on Winter House. And summer house. I mean, just give me more Riley. I love her. Imagine, would you imagine if Lindsay started shit with Riley? How oh that God, she'd kill her. She'd kill her. Yeah. Stan. Like oh, Brian, I have to say one thing. I will say to Brian, he had her down to a T because he said he, he said in his you know uh, in the confessional he said I feel like this woman would tie me up and fuck me to death and then kill me. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting off. <laughs> I'd say he'd be like he'd give me a vibe as he'd be very intimidated by her. Oh yeah, totally. Look, Riley's gonna hand it back to you, small. Like you don't tackle her when if you're not in the holier health. There's no question yeah. about it. Like, Riley scares the shit out of me. I love her. But if if naked Riley came towards me, I'd leave because I, I couldn't handle that shit. I feel like I'd be, I could be best friends with Riley. Like, me and her could be besties. Until you have a falling out. Until you have a falling out. I'm sorry, pal. There was a time maybe you could handle Riley. You're gone too soft now. You've softened. No. The country air has softened you. <laughs> Show me back and probably break as I was running. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. You, I, I don't think you're capable of baiting Riley over the head with a bottle of chef sauce. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> think those days are past you. <laughs> they don't do them in jar bottles anymore. Probably a good Ah, thing. that's because fucking lunatics like you went around clubbing people over the head with them. <laughs> right, we're going to finish there on that note. Maeve. Oh, like, follow, share oh. us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And everybody, have a good rest of the week. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you all next week. Hopefully, Donna will have watched everything by that stage. So, take care. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.